This is the MLW Radio Network. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's your boy, Blackheart, the head honcho off the Top Roast Podcast. If you love independent and professional wrestling and like all the juicy gossip of the wrestling industry, then look no further than here, OTTR Headquarters. You can catch us on Facebook, Twitch, and Facebook groups, and whatever that you get your podcast from with our, with our latest Last Week of Wrestling, After Darts, Under Boss's Hard Taste, and now our new upcoming trivia game show, Wrestling Every, coming soon. So if you like what you've seen, you love professional wrestling, you love independent wrestling, you love everything about wrestling just yourself, give us a tune. You know, you would not regret it. Blackheart out. Everyone knows a lot of things can change in the span of 10 years. But when it comes to professional wrestling podcasting, one thing is still guaranteed. The Shining Wizards is the only place to get all the latest wrestling news, interviews with the greatest guests, and of course, tons of laughs in discussing the world of wrestling. The show is still available on Monday nights at 7 p.m. East on RantDMRadio.com and Rant Entertainment Media on the TuneIn app. And it's still available on all podcasting platforms. To check us out, head over to ShiningWizards.com where it's still wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. Are you tired of prediction shows? Do you want to fantasy book the companies? Does Bigfoot even really exist? If you answered yes to any of those questions, then check out the podcast that isn't a podcast. Every Tuesday and Thursday, the standing streamer stands and delivers as he and Vanessa talk about all that's going on in pro wrestling today. Plus, see in-depth conversations with people in and around the wrestling world as guests share their stories and insights about making it in the business. The Putting You Over Podcast. Putting your weeknights over every Tuesday and Thursday. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening and good night. My name is Thomas and what's your name? Uh, I'm Alan. Alan. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. We're brothers. That's right. Yeah, yeah the mother, same mother and father. Your room was... Oh, we shared a room. Shared a room. For we shared a room. Thought I knew your face. Yeah, we so go maybe. way back, mate. Yeah. yeah. We should do a podcast then. Uh, we have. We do, we do a podcast. We do a podcast. What's it called? The Broadcast. Yeah, that was planned. Yeah, yeah, well. What do we do? Well, we cover all different things in the world of pop culture. We're talking about comic books, we're talking about professional wrestling, and we're talking about movies. Go back and watch classic retro wrestling events, the likes of WWE, WCW, and if you do like that, you can check us out on Apple iTunes, also on Podbean, Anchor, and on Podknife. Also, check us out on Twitter, at The Broadcast. That's B-R-O. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Ending. Yeah, it's all right. Good on you. Yeah. Instagram also at the Broadcast Podcast. Remember, we don't spell it with a C. We spell it with a K. Sorry, mate. Take it easy. Two Heels and a Face Wrestling Podcast believes wrestling is a buffet. There's something there for everyone. These guys cover local Chicago indie scene, and all of their episodes can be found at twoheelsandaface.com. The number two heelsandaface.com Hey everyone, my name is referee Tony S and this is Heat, the wrestling podcast. Like you first and foremost, I'm a wrestling fan and for nearly two decades I've maintained law and order inside the squared circle in New England and throughout the country, working with some of the best and brightest from wrestling's past, present, and future. Now, I bring my authoritative tell-it-like-it-is style to the podcast world. Join me each week as we go through all the major headlines from the global companies, independents, and in-between. 
and most importantly, the women will receive the coverage and headlines they truly deserve as they'll empower the second half of the show. Plus, I'll introduce you to my friends and colleagues within all forms of wrestling and entertainment, answer your questions, anything goes, no holds, well, questions barred, and throw in some fun surprises along the way. Get ready for the spark that fuels the flame. Listen on Spotify, Anchor, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to another episode of the Front Row Material Brand. My name is Mike Freeland, and I am brought to you by the MLW Radio Network. Catch us on MLWRadio.com, catch us out on Stitcher, iTunes, FM Player, and all podcasts in between. This is our flagship show that we go ahead and we talk everything wrestling. I am joined by Canadian brother. His name is The Butt. The Buttster, how you doing tonight? I'm doing fantastic, Michael. How are you? I am giddy as a schoolgirl, my friend. I am literally on cloud nine. I might even be cresting over into cloud 10 and 11. I'm not really sure at this point in time, but jubilation is uh, is the word of the day. So we'll get into that and uh, so much more. We're going to be talking about the ups and downs within WWE from the last week. Vince McMahon is back. What happened with that? How did that all come about? Who had to leave for him to come into place? And how did all this end up coming to fruition? We're also going to be talking about the big news that also just recently broke that Stephanie McMahon is leaving WWE. Now, is this a power struggle? Is this she is frustrated with her father. We'll talk about that. We're also going to be talking about 2023. How do we feel about the year? Do we think it's going to be a monumental year in the world of wrestling? Or do we think that it's going to be business as usual? Once again, there's a lot of things that are happening, whether it's New Japan, whether it's MLW. We're going to be talking about them. They've got uh, an action figure lineup that's going to be coming out. So I know who, who collects action figures may be very happy about, about that and so much more. But right now, let's start off talking a little bit about life. So let's talk to the butt, the butster. You you, uh, you join me each and every week. What is going on this specific week in your life? Um, not too much right now. It's a uh, beginning of the work week. I guess halfway through. And yeah, going to do a bit of, a little bit of shopping this weekend. Maybe. We'll see. My, the truck that I ordered is not going to be coming in. So I have to go look for another one. Okay. So let's, let's, let's pause right here for a second. So just to kind of clue everybody in. But has taste that, uh, have you been, are you familiar with the phrase bougie? You know what? Heard of the bougie? Uh, I've heard that. Yes. Okay. So I've I'm just been, not bougie. I uh, we're gonna talk about that. Um, I have just been brought up to up to speed with bougie. So my interpretation of bougie is someone who just has very very good taste, very high taste, very high class taste. And I would say you do. When I got the text messages of the truck that you were going to buy, the first thing I was Megan and I were having breakfast. The first thing that ran through my mind was. What country is he trying to invade with that with that truck? Because I'm telling you right now, I'm sure you could drive into Russia and basically take the damn place over. That thing was massive. And it wasn't just massive, but it was sleek. The tires looked like they could ru- rip the flesh off of your body. And I have no idea, but that was the most impressive vehicle I have ever looked at before. So with that being said, that's the one you ordered or was that the one you were trying no. to order? That's the that's the one that's at the dealership here in town. So that's uh, that, okay. Yeah, the one I ordered, uh, they said it would be about could be six months. They haven't even put it in production yet. The one that I'm waiting on, and they said they don't know if it's going to be getting put into run. So it's not a real popular truck. The one that I want, 
So it's just with the way the world is these days, but there's still the, the microchip shortage and all that good stuff. So they're just making the more the more popular ones. And my truck doesn't fall into that category, the one I wanted anyhow. So I went looking elsewhere. So the truck that you sent me the pictures to, is there a possibility that that's going to become the one? I'll let you know Saturday afternoon. Oh my God, I'm going to get one of these text messages. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, holy crap, kids. You know, at, at one point, Butt was like, oh, we'll, we'll meet somewhere in the middle. F that noise, you're driving to my house. And that thing, that Bro. is like a luxury liner, okay? There's oh. a bedroom in the back. He opened the back door. There's a kitchenette inside. Um, I think it comes with a family dog. This thing is the single most impressive thing. I Like I said, if he wanted to take over a small country, he could. Absolutely, he could. Just a it, pickup truck. No, it, my friend, is not just a pickup truck. An S10 is a pickup truck. Oh, this no. thing is, a, it, okay, let me put it to you this way. If a tank and, let me think here, if a tank and a Hummer got together and made a baby, uh, that's basically what this thing would be, but with luxury as well. You got satellite radio, satellite telephone. Yeah. I think you could probably have a phone to call Trudeau if you needed to. You have everything inside that thing. So you should almost, if you do buy it, um, you should go ahead and, and, and tweet a picture out because I think people would be thoroughly impressed. And then I'll take a picture of my piece of shit, my 2004 Pontiac vibe. Pontiac isn't even business anymore. And just what mine looks like. And so we can see who's who's living their best life in <laughs> not this guy when it comes to cars. Uh, we'll see. I need your, something. Your, your humility uh, is deafening, my friend. But I'm excited for that. So Saturday is going to be the big day. I'll make sure I... Uh, I'm at the same place that I always get Saturday morning breakfast at, and I'll wait feverishly for your text message to tell me the eagle has landed. Yes. We'll see. We're still doing the song and dance over how much I'll pay. Oh, I have no doubt that you're going to get the best price, because if I know the butt well enough, you'll, e you'll either say, this is it, or you can go pound salt, right? Mm -hmm. And I think at the end of the day, he wants to make a sale, so he's not going to pound salt to the butt. Well, that it didn't make dirty. sense. That sounded wrong. Sorry. Kind of um, but <laughs> what else is going on with you? So the truck is, is really good. Um, I know you had said there was no woodworking projects on the foreseeable future. Is there anything that's potentially coming up now? Anything like that? Um, I'm going to redo my wood shop. Nice. I should have already started, but I've been a little lazy the last couple of weeks. So I'm going to redo my wood shop, uh, set it up completely different. And it's a couple little woodworking projects I want to do just nobody's ordered them. I just, I want to build them out of curiosity and have a bit of fun. Completely different when you're not under the gun to do it. You can chip away at it a little bit here, a little bit there. Absolutely. Uh, there's one I want to do. It's a, it's a replica of a Kenworth dump truck. Oh, wow. Yeah. I want to give that a try. That's really a, cool. Another one I got from somebody. I actually bought it here in Kingston. Okay. It was a toy truck that they had made for their boys like 30 years ago. Okay. And I want to I want to make a couple of replicas of that. You know, a little bit. A little nice. nicer, we'll say. A little nicer wood. But, you know, because it's really cool. It's like, oh, I want to make that. That's kind of neat. And Linda was saying something about dinosaurs. I don't know. She wants me to make dinosaurs for the class, so she comes with me a picture, we'll make them. You know, you should come out with a catalog. Ah, maybe. 
I think you should. I think it should be a catalog where people can look at everything that you make. And by the way, uh, we'll be talking about this more later on the show, but if people want to get a hold of you for uh, woodworking projects, wood toys, all that kind of stuff, anything even even personally commissioned, where can they hit you up at? Well, you can get me on Twitter at gotnoof2291 or on Facebook. I have uh, my own woodworking shop there, CB79 Wooden Toy Mater. Give me a follow, a like, send me a message. If it's something I can make, I'll have at it. No problem at all. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. We'll be talking more about that uh, later on in the show. Once again, we will give you the butts information where to get a hold of him. And uh, if you have any type of ideas of, of something you would like uh, to be crafted, uh, how you can reach out to him. But let's first start out with the big news here. So I, I guess maybe I should start this topic out with just a question. Did you ever think Vince McMahon would come back to WWE after he retired in July? Yes. You did think he would come back? Yes. Okay, so prior to all of this, like take all this current information, just kind of put it on pause for a second. What made you believe that he would come back? WWE is his life. That's all he knows. He's raised in the, in the company. You know, this, this is him. He lives for this. So I figured he was going to go away for a bit. I... I figured if he came back, it'd be a little more hush-hush. Right. Like a completely backstage, you know, no announcement, nothing. We would never know, or we wouldn't know for a while. And I figured it'd be a, a bit yet. And this is fast. What's it been, six months since he left? Eight months, something like it's that? Been, it's been less than six months, yeah. Yeah, so it hasn't been very long. Do you remember when we were talking about, and I remember some people were, were poo-pooing on this, but... That Vince really wasn't gone and that because of the allegations, he was going to have to step out of the light. But he would have this shadow government that was running things behind the scenes. And that would just be Triple H and Stephanie and Nick Khan and John Laurinaitis and Bruce Pritchard and uh, Kevin Dunn running things. But they were still being he was still pulling the strings behind the scenes. You remember when that theory mm -hmm. was floating around? And a lot of people thought that that was kind of silly, like. No, I really do believe this was the final controversy that put the nail in his proverbial wrestling career coffin. And I, I think a lot of us would agree that we thought that this was a pretty big scandal. Like uh, the, the scandals he had in the past with the sexual misconduct, the steroids, um, obviously the Jimmy Snuka situation, right? The ring boy situation, the Pat Patterson situation where Pat actually uh, was fired from the company, but subsequently ended up coming back years later. Uh, the Rita Chatterman situation was a really big one. So now we're looking at all of this in its totality. We thought that everything had eventually caught up to him, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, this, this, this big albatross that, you know, was always there finally went ahead and, and crashed down on, Vince and it took him into the ocean and, and that was going to be it. But from what we have found out, there was a lot of uh, non-disclosures about the things that he had done with certain individuals, whether they, he coerced them or not. But I think the biggest thing the butt we found out was the fact that he used, from what we understand, his company funds to go ahead and pay these things off. And they were filed on expense reports as kind of unclassified or undocumented from a categorical standpoint 
what the money was being used for. And I mean, he's the man in charge. Who's going to question that? But then they went ahead and they did the investigations and he was out. And I believe he even mentioned, gosh, maybe three months after that, that he might be interested. But the board said in a statement that his services were no longer needed. So I think we all thought at that point, that's that's basically it. The board has spoken. However, we just found out that he has reinstated himself. He voted himself unanimously back onto the board, which meant that he had to get rid of some people. He, I guess, fired three of them off the board, and two other people ended up uh, resigning. Uh, so now he's in full control of the board. I guess when he officially came back, the big story was WWE was either going to be renegotiating their, their television rights or they were going to be preparing for a sale of the company. Let me ask you this. Do you think they're going to sell the company? Or do you think this is Vince's power play to get back in charge and to run WWE the way he wants to? Oh, they're not selling. No, this, this is Vince coming back in. Vince didn't want to leave. Well, let's, let's not kid ourselves here. He was encouraged to leave. No, he, no, he he made the right decision in leaving. And no, he he had no choice. He he could have stayed fair, but realistically, he had no choice but to leave. Over all this going on, right? So him leaving, going away for a bit. I mean, I don't think anybody. Really thought it was going to be the end of Vince? I don't think so, anyhow. Well, maybe you're wrong. But he was coming back. No, I just didn't think it was it was this soon. But, yeah, they're not selling. He's coming back. He's going to take it all over again, uh, I think. And we'll see what happens. It's going to be interesting. Well, let's go ahead and let's take a look at the, the timeline of all this. So TMZ Sports... Vincent Mann stepped away from the WWE uh, less than six months. The former boss has returned to the organization um, now per the board of directors, according to a recent SEC filing. Now, the move comes on the heels of reports McMahon, the majority shareholder of stock in WWE, wants to come back to either renegotiate the current TV deal or explore a potential sale of the company. Now, the filing states that McMahon, who is 77, returns and will provide maximum long-term value to the stockholders, he believes. It's also been revealed that McMahon made changes to the organization's bylaws to ensure that any media rights or any deals or any company's sale has to go through him. Now, the filing with Joellen Lyons, Dylan, Jeffrey Speed, and Alan Wexler has been removed from the board, so they're all gone now. And George Berrios and Michelle Wilson um, will join McMahon as the replacements. Now, they were on the board before. They're being back, brought back on the board. Some people are saying he got rid of the people who ousted him in the investigation, which is true, and he is bringing back George Berrios and Michelle Wilson, who are uh, pro-McMahon people. So now he's once again surrounding himself with pro-Vince uh, people. Uh, a December 20th letter from Vince to the board of directors presented an exhibit in the filing, and he states that he has... He had full support of the management team that was running WWE, which was Stephanie, Nick Khan, and Paul Levesque. He said that when he comes back, he has no intentions of changing anything that's currently being done in WWE, 
he likes the way the direction of the company has been going in and that his return will not affect day-to-day -day operations. I'm going to put everything here on pause here, but because I'm going to ask yet another question. Do you believe that, or is that a liar, liar, pants on fire? Well, that's a liar, liar, pants on fire. If he doesn't plan on making any changes, what's coming back for? That's Just a paycheck? Very, that's a great point. Why come back at all? Or, I mean, may, maybe. Let's play devil's advocate here for a minute, friend. Okay, say he's come back, he, he's, he's seen the light. He realizes, you know, he's he's out of touch. The way he was running it, Triple H and, and Stephanie and, and Nick Khan, they've taken over for him since he's been gone. And they, they've turned it around. It's, it's damn good now, com definitely compared to what it was. Right? Maybe he, he sees that, but there's no way he's not going to be able to be, you know, get his paws in there a little bit. Because he's going to want to have his two cents worth. I would agree. Any boss does. Right or wrong, good, bad, indifferent, ugly, whatever it is, he's going to want to get involved. He's going to want to have his twist on it. Because he still has the vision in his head as to how it should be done. And it's doubtful somebody at his age that's been around for this long is really going to change much. I don't think he's going to come in and blow it all up and change everything back to the way it was when he was here. I don't think he'll do that. I mean, that'd be foolish. He must know the ratings are better. They have to be better. I mean, I don't follow the ratings. That's more your thing. But it's more entertaining. So, therefore, I would assume the ratings are better now than what they were before. So, he's got to see that. And better ratings means you can get better money from advertising. Correct. Right? More revenue coming in because, you know, he needs more money. And oh, I so he's he's not going to blow it up, but I think he will come in and put a little twist on it. Maybe something small and subtle to begin with. And I think it's just going to grow and grow and grow. And then it might eventually get turned back into Vince's WWE. But it's not going to be immediate and it's not going to be huge. When it comes to just what might have driven Vince to come back, mm -hmm. first of all, I think the guy is scum of the earth. Okay. Let me put that out there. I've heard that from you before. I think he's scum of the earth. I think Ric Flair's scum of the earth. Okay. Um, we're going to talk about Ric Flair too, because Ric Flair chimed in on the whole Vince McMahon situation as well. But I, I don't, I don't like the man. I don't agree with what the man has done. I feel like a lot of people's lives have been changed negatively. Yes, some people's lives have been changed positively as well. However, uh, I also think that there's some things that he has done that have been so detrimental to people. It's not even funny. Um, but what I will say is this. I wonder, and I'm not a psychology expert or anything to that nature, but what I will say is think about it from his perspective. If you were him, okay, there's no charges that are being filed against him. He hasn't been indicted by a grand jury. Um, he's been in trouble because of the non-disclosure agreements and the fact that more people are coming out saying that he had illicit um, interactions with them. The Rita Chatterton situation is still there in the background, which is very much a big, big, big deal. Which one is that? Can you remind me of that, please? She was the ring announcer who unfortunately had stated that she got into a limousine with Vince and was talking about different things. And 
Once again, allegedly, it's being claimed that Vince uh, coerced her or forced her to have uh, adult relations, um, and she was not consenting. Okay. So that's that's definitely still there, and I feel like that definitely needs to get. We need we need to find out everything with that still. So no charges, no indictments, no nothing. He steps away because it's bad for the company right now. The board removes him from power. So now he's what is he doing? We we don't see much of him. We see him. He was on a double date with uh, his girlfriend and John Cena's wife, and that was basically it. Like we like he really went under the radar for a while. And really, we hadn't heard much of him. But I think the part that that makes me think he got upset was all the people that he released. Triple H went around and rehired all of them. Mm -hmm. And I wonder if in some way, shape, or form, he's thinking, I made these decisions and my own son-in-law went ahead and went, you know, went right behind my back, which I don't know if it really behind your back at that point, but, and I rehired all these people again. And He's getting, you know, he's getting so much credit for everything he's done for WWE. Well, I was there since 1982, and I'm the reason he even has a job. So I can see where Vince would be like, well, he's trying to undo the things that I did and could lead to some animosity. Need I say jealousy? Mm -hmm. And I feel like he wants to flex his Vince McMahon, his Mr. McMahon character, and come back and say, all of this is done. I'm ready to move on with life. I'm ready to come back and, and resume my role. So I think that's what his thoughts are right now. And I think he was motivated by everything going on with Triple H. So I don't know. What's your what's your take on that? Do you think that he is frustrated with the way things were handled? Do you feel like he assumed he was forgotten? Do you think that he's mad about the decisions Triple H has made? What is your thoughts if you were Vince? What would irk you? I'm just trying to put you in the situation. Um, I can't see how he would be irked about it because things are better since he's been gone. Yeah, but can you handle that, though? If you were doing a job and you've been doing it for a long time and you in your mind felt like you were doing a great job and then you get let go, not because of job performance, because of something else, and then someone else comes in and does the job, and now everyone bashes you and praises them? No, probably not. No, I, I don't think I would do well with that. That's that's fair to say. But I don't... Me, personally, I think the only reason he came back is a pure machismo thing. He still wants to be the big guy, the boss. Yeah. I don't know if it's necessarily uh, he's upset with how people are viewing him and viewing Triple H. I don't know if it's necessarily that. I think it's just because, well, like I said, this is all he knows. He doesn't know nothing else. This well-documented man hardly sleeps. He'll be up at whatever time something pops into his head. He's on the phone to whoever it is, Laurinaitis or Bruce or no one to talk about whatever this is all he knows and i guess i would imagine they took it away from him or he threw it away however you want to look at that and he was lost that's that's what i think it more is he just didn't have the direction anymore he didn't know what else to do with himself you know i i i think he probably hopes that everyone's blown over 
a little bit. So he comes back, and it might not be as bad. The, the PR might not be as bad type of thing. And th that's what I think it is. It's, it's not so much that he's got an axe to grind with Triple H or, or Khan or Stephanie. It's just he was lost because he, what he knew was, was gone. Right. And he was, he was just put out the pasture. He didn't know what to do with himself. So he just came back in and so he can be the boss again. That's what I think probably happened. Well, I mean, you know, I mean, I, I can't, I can't really argue with that. When someone has from our stories that we've heard, no other outside interests, um, no, I hate to say this, no really long-term relationships. Um, what else does he know? You're right. Absolutely. A man who's awake at all hours of the night and calling other people. And I think it's also been well-documented that he very much lives in the WWE bubble and that he's not aware of anything else that happens outside of WWE bubble. And I feel like at that point in time, I feel like, and I don't know if this is a good example, but you can help me with this. You know, when people are raised Amish and then I guess at a certain age, they're allowed to leave for, is it a year they get to leave for? And then some of them decide to come back. Familiarity, there's a level of comfort with that. Would you agree? Oh, for sure. So I feel like in a lot of ways, because he was out of his comfort zone, he had to face real life, not the, the fake world of wrestling. And I think in the fake world of wrestling, uh, and, and, and don't get upset with me, I'm not calling wrestling fake. Okay, it's very much a physical activity. I'm just saying the contrived world, right? Mm -hmm. um, he knows that. And, and like you said before, he feels comfortable with that. He knows what to expect, you know? Outside in the real world, uh, no one really gives a shit about wrestling. Let's be honest. Wrestling, what you and I really like, is very niche. Not a lot of people really like wrestling. And even if you say, oh, there was 2 million people watching SmackDown. Do you understand that that's in our eyes because we're wrestling fans, man, we watch those ratings and we're like, oh, my gosh, this is huge. But television shows do way bigger than that, way bigger than that. And there's a lot other things that people get into outside of wrestling. So wrestling is not the be all end all when it comes to the world of entertainment. Yeah, for sure. But I think it's just with comfort uh, is is familiarity. And I think that's what he wanted to do. But what I will do is I'll take it one step further. I think he was scorned. I think he was upset. And I think very much so he wanted to come back and just flex his power to, to let people know I'm still the man. And no one's going to do anything to my company unless I'm there to make that determination. And don't you find it to be interesting that he also went ahead and put that clause into uh, WWE, I don't know if he did that before he left, that said, I'm trying to say, okay, this is December 20th. I'm trying to read here that says that anything that has to be done, okay, regarding December 27th, regarding any type of media right, say, media right negotiations or sale of the company has to run through him. Do you think it's kind of interesting that he chose now to come back because their TV rights deal is coming up? So if people knew he put that in there, he was almost giving you the breadcrumbs as to when he was going to come back. He put that in there. Possibly. Or 
could also be looked at as he is still the majority owner. So if we're gonna do, if we're gonna make a change, yeah, it's gotta go through me because I have the, the most invested. This is true. It might not be a matter of him wanting to return. It's just he's got, you know, a shitload of money and his family's legacy, his family's future, everything he knows tied up in this. So yeah, he wants to have a say in it, and I can't fault him on that one because if I'm him. If I'm the majority owner of Company X and we're going to go into changes, yeah, it's got to go through me because I, yeah, I'm the top of the heap. And I don't mean to sound egomaniacal when I say that, but I'm the one with the most in. Well, this is also, man. You need my blessing. This is also the man, and I think that a lot of people might not understand this. He took a huge gamble. He put every penny of his name into buying the company from his father. Then, to make sure that WrestleMania, he mortgaged his home, cars, everything. He literally pushed all his chips into the table. There was nothing left in his pocket. Mm -hmm. If WrestleMania wasn't successful, the company was done. So to think about the, the, the lengths that this man has gone through, the fights this man has gone through, the federal government, steroids... Um, WWE almost went out of business because of Ted Turner. And then he comes back and beats the federal government. He beats Ted Turner. Do you really think that this man, his win loss record is pretty freaking good. Even though I don't like the man, I'm just saying he finds a way to dig deep when it's time to, when it's nut cutting time to show up and show out and he does it. So regardless of what you think his motives are, I'd love to know what your, your opinions are as well. You can hit us up on social media. Uh, we'll give you our handles later on in the show. Let us know what your thoughts are because I'm very curious to know, are you thinking along the lines of what we are thinking or do you think there might be uh, some other reasonings behind that? So, uh, But either way, Vince is back and uh, the first shoe has officially dropped. A lot, of, a lot of people in wrestling wondered, well, okay, Vince is back, uh, what, January the 5th? It is January the 10th. What is the big news now? Well, as many people know, the big news that just happened, and we're recording this on a Tuesday night, uh, Stephanie McMahon has officially quit WWE. Stephanie McMahon announced her retirement and her resignation from WWE just days after her father returned to the company. Now, the founder, as we had mentioned before, uh, retired in July 22 amid a string of sexual allegations, but now has taken over the board, and he is back. He unanimously voted himself in. Now, in wake of all of this, Stephanie's exit leaves a lot of questions unanswered immediately about what the future for Paul Levesque Triple H is in the company. But early on, indications say he will stay in his role as chief content officer. That is just a very fancy way of saying creative. Now, I got a question for you. If you're Triple H, but how confident are you that you're going to remain at least the only person um, that is in charge of content? Or do you think at some point in time, Vince will slide over next to him and start talking to him? Oh, you know, it's coming. He's Vince is coming in. That's just the way it is. And, and Bruce is going to be back in there. No, I mean, I doubt Johnny Ace is coming back. I think that's a done Would deal. that and not? You never okay. know. You made a really good point. What do you put right now today, as we record this on January the 10th, that Johnny Ace comes back? 
five percent chance. Okay. So in the immortal not a good chance. In the immortal lines of uh dumb and dumber. So you're saying there's a chance. All right, continue with your thoughts on Triple H and his security. Yeah, I mean he's secure. Vince is not gonna get rid of him or nothing like that. But Vince is gonna I think he'll slide himself into creative. Like I said a couple minutes ago, it's not gonna be a full blown takeover. I think he's probably going to want to have his hand in there a little bit. You know, tweak this, tweak that. Or maybe even just throwing ideas out. Not necessarily making changes. I, maybe it's just going to be a bit of an idea. Like, hey, what about this? You know, let's try that. Something. I don't know. Maybe I'm trying to be a little more optimistic than I should be. Who knows? Maybe that's the case. But, no, he's going to slide in. Uh, Triple H is his secure. I mean, he's not going to work. They're not going to get rid of him or anything like that. I don't think he's going to get fired or get his um, job cut back or anything like that. But I can definitely see people getting shuffled around. There's going to be a shakeup. It's not just going to be Vince comes back and the board gets a shakeup. There's going to be people moved around, whether it be people added, subtracted, both of it. Who knows? There's more. There's more to come. I, I think we can both agree on that. There. Let me ask you this question. And I know you said Triple H won't be forced out. Triple H will still have a job, et cetera, et cetera. What do you think if Triple H finally quits? Would Would Triple H leave? Hmm. Good question, Freeland. Uh, and, and as you're thinking about that, let me throw one other thing out while you're thinking about it. Yeah. Triple H just hired back all the people Vince fired. What happens if Vince makes cuts? Because guess what's about to happen? We're about to enter WrestleMania season. And you know what happens at the end of WrestleMania? They always make their annual cuts. And I'm going to throw this out here to you. Triple H has gone on record, or at least people with inside his inner circle, that he is upset or at least frustrated mildly with the fact that the people that he brought back have been underwhelming as far as their performance. So, with that being said, if all of a sudden Vince is making cuts again, which he has the right to do, what is the final straw where Triple H may say, you know what, Steph, I'm following you out the door? Well, yeah, if if Vince comes in and he just starts hacking and slashing and cutting all the people Triple H brought back, yeah, I could see Triple H walking, giving his notice and getting his papers and being done. Take seven's package. Thank you very much. He doesn't I don't think that's going to happen. Oh, God, no. He, he can't be doing it for the cash at this point. I wouldn't think so. He's got to be well off. Yes. Right? I mean, he, he's made money. Right, Stephanie's made money. Like there's, there's no way they're hard up for a buck. I would assume not, anyhow. So I think if Vince comes in and, oh, if he comes in and goes back to the old Vince, pre walking away in July, to where he just rules the roost and he takes care of all the cuts and whatnot. Oh, then I, I'll be shocked if Triple H stays. He's not going to stay there to have everything he did torn apart. Done. Now. With that said, some of the people, half of the people Triple H has brought back, have not panned out worth a damn. Nope. 
So at the same time, some of them are dead weight. Yep. They're getting paid handsomely. They're doing nothing. Now, is that a matter of they're just not that good? Or is it a matter of creative hasn't set them up properly? Is it both? Is there just not room on the roster for them? Lots of reasons that could be. I know you might never say this, and you probably don't want to hear it. You might tune me out here in a second. Maybe Vince was right when he let him go. I'm not going to disagree with you right? on that one. There could be something to it. There could be something to it. There could be right? some truth to it. So at least half of them are gonna, should go, realistically. They have not worked out well. No. Right? And that's probably being generous, honestly. It's probably a little better than half could go from the people that Triple H brought in. So if Vince comes in and he's he's going to get rid of some of them, like you mm-hmm. said, uh, Supermarket or Supermarket, uh, what's it called for them? WrestleMania? Mm-hmm. Is, I was thinking Super Bowl and yeah, and WrestleMania came up with Supermania Market. Yeah. What the hell? It's been a long day, Freeland. But yeah, no, with, with that just coming in, you know there's going to be cuts. Yes. And not everybody's just going to be people that Triple H brought back. There's going to be people that were on the roster from Vince that are going to get let go as well. It's not like he's just going to come in and get rid of all those people and be like, we're right back to where we began. That's not going to happen. right? But the cuts are inevitable. It happens every year. It's just mm-hmm. if he hacks it down and gets rid of everybody Triple H brought in or brought back, yeah, I can see Triple H saying, you know what, man? I don't need this grief in my life. I'm very well off. I have a good life. I can pack it in today and never worry about paying my bills again. And Triple H loves the, loves the sport. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt about that. I mean, he's all in on the business. But does he want to go to work and be miserable every day? That's, nobody wants to do that. And if you're loaded, you're definitely not doing it. You don't need to. You're working class schmuck. Yeah, you gotta go to work because you got bills to pay tomorrow. But he doesn't need to. So if 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 Vince comes in and blows everything up, he's definitely gonna be down. But that's not gonna happen. Well, just to kind of give you an idea of what's going on here, Triple H has a net worth of 150 million dollars. Stephanie has Stephanie has a net worth of $150 million. They absolutely do not need to work another day in their life. They don't. No, they can pay their bills. So I went ahead and I put a poll up on uh, January the 6th, and this was the tweet. Wrestlers at Triple H rehired. Uh, Valhalla, formerly known as Sarah Logan, Tegan Knox, Karrion Cross, Scarlett, Johnny Gorgano, Carl Anderson, Luke Gallows, Hit Row, Bray Wyatt, Braun Strowman, Dexter Loomis, Emma, Mia Yim, and Dakota Kai. So there was a grand total of 14 people that Vince fired uh, the last time they made their cuts. And I said, how many were actually worth rehiring? So the option was 100% of them, which was all 14. And then I went to 50% of them, which was 7. 25% of them, which was 4. And then 12.5%, which was just one or two of them. So I went 14, 7, 4 one or two of them. So this is the way the poll broke down. Um, uh, 21% of the people said all 14 should have come back. Um, 39% said 
seven of them. So only 50% of them should have been brought back. 25%, um, uh, 22% said four of them should come back. And 17% said maybe only one or two of them. So, but they, uh, the majority on this poll says about 39% said only seven should have been brought back of the 14. Now that doesn't really surprise me because it doesn't seem like there's been a lot that has, like you said before, there hasn't been a lot because Johnny Gorgano right now is out with a shoulder injury. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows. I mean, they're doing things with um, AJ Styles, but they're not being highly profiled right now. They've got Braun Strowman who's come back and he's done some stuff with uh, Ricochet, especially on house shows. This whole Bray Wyatt, howdy doody, whatever you want to call it thing. Um, Maybe there's something bigger that's planned, but I've been following this. I'm just not that interested. It's not the Bray Wyatt, the fiend. It's not the the Bray Wyatt in the the fun house. And it's definitely not the swamp Bray Wyatt. And I'm not saying it should have gone back to one of those iterations. But this one, I just don't know if it's hitting on all cylinders. And I feel like there was a lot of speculation on what would happen with Bray. Bray gets brought in, and they do a lot of teasing with him. I don't know if you've noticed that. A lot of teasing with Bray Wyatt. Small vignettes and clips and him talking on the microphone. Not a whole lot of wrestling. And I don't really know if WWE fans are really digging this current version of him. So when you think about it, yeah, I don't necessarily know if things have quite worked out the way we thought they would. Um, Did you hear recently how a lot of wrestling pundits and a lot of people who watch the show, as far as NXT is concerned, is finding it, and here's a quote from someone, unwatchable. It is an unwatchable product. Well, now, Raw, SmackDown, or NXT, or all? NXT. Okay. Wow. Unwatchable. That's... Wow. And also a former writer that was with WWE is saying that it is unwatchable. And I'm going to try to pull up the comment. I want to say it's Freddie Prince Jr., who many of you know was a big actor in the 90s, has since gone into producing and whatnot. Wasn't um, he trying to start his own federation? He did. He did. Um, and I don't know how that's happening. Um, but w- what's your thoughts here? I mean, as they like to say, is the bloom off the rose with Triple H as far as, you know, a lot of people obviously want change. Oh, I want this guy out. I want this guy in. You, you'd be a great leader. But then at the end of the day, do you think sometimes it's just you don't want what you've known and you're excited about something else, but yet when you put that person in that position, things don't always work out as grandiose as you had hoped they would? Um, I don't know if necessarily Bloom is off the rose. Uh, Triple H is not committing his time to NXT like he used to. Right. But he It was him and Sean were running, uh, running NXT. Right. Now he's got to look after Raw and SmackDown and NXT and pay-per-views, and so on and so forth. So he just doesn't have the time to spend to commit to NXT. Uh, to call it unwatchable, though, like, my God, that's that's bad. 
Um, unwatchable. I'm not sure how I feel about that. Let me let me go into here and let me try to get the date and the time of all of this happening. Okay, January 5th. Okay, so this is recent. So I'm going to read you a comment here. During the latest edition of the Wrestling with Freddie podcast, actor and former WWE creative writer Freddie Prince Jr. revealed that he's not a fan of the current WWE NXT TV show at the moment. And I do stand corrected. He said it's absolute garbage. Now you can read more of his thoughts uh, via Fightful. So I do know that some pundits were saying it's unwatchable. Um, and it looks like he's taking things a little bit further than that. I don't really know. <sighs> Shawn Michaels is in control of NXT. Correct. Now, do we need to start questioning whether or not Shawn is meant to be completely in charge of something? Because when Triple H was running it along with Shawn Michaels, things were different. What was the common denominator? It was Triple H. Now Shawn is in charge of NXT. Triple H obviously is involved in everything still. But, I mean, he's putting his interest in some other areas. Maybe Shawn, I mean, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. Maybe he really wasn't the best fit to be the head person, the main guy in NXT. Great trainer, great promo person, great in-ring skills type of person, developing people for the next generation, but maybe not to the level of where he is right now. Um, Michael Jordan, great basketball player, couldn't be a coach. He even said it himself, I, I can't be a coach. And when you think about all the great athletes in the world, right? So Barry Bonds, great baseball player, he wasn't a head coach. You know, Mark McGuire, he was a bench coach. So it doesn't necessarily mean that everybody who's great at something will be a great coach or a great uh, leader. And I'm not trying to put Sean down, but do you think there's some truth to that? Could be. Uh, I'll just argue with you because it entertains me. Uh, maybe it's just a matter of a little bit of a learning curve going on. Yeah, very nope. well. Could at, at one time, it was him and Triple H. You had two different mindsets, possibly. No, two different skill sets, two different wrestling styles, going together, bouncing ideas off each other. One covering for the other's weakness, so on and so forth. Now it's just Sean. It's got to take care of the lion's share. I'm sure he's got. I mean, he's got Albert. Is there? I think. Is he not? Albert's still with NXT? I want to say he is still part, yes. Right? So, I mean, they still have a lot of talent there training. Uh, I don't know if Scotty Tuhati is still there. No, actually, I think he left a little while ago. Yes, he did. He, he left a while ago. But, I mean, it, now he's just, he's got a little more. And now with him being the leader of it, maybe it's just a little bit of learning. You know, some mistakes have been made. That's what I think it is. I think it's a better chance of that as opposed to, yeah, Sean's just not the guy. I think he's he's probably just learning a little bit. And they're working on some kinks. Well, and it may just be a situation where, you know, he does need to take a little bit more time to find out if, if this is really going to work out for him. But you got to think about it from a perspective of with Vince coming back, with Vince now back in charge, his daughter – resigns from the company. Yeah. That's not good. No. 
That's not the good. Short, excuse me. The leash is short now. Good God, it, it's it's, it's very short. Very it's short. Good. So, um, not really sure. I don't want to beat this topic to death, but I did want to go into it. So I'd love to know what your thoughts are. First of all, Vince back in the fray. Stephanie resigns. That's a big, I mean, WWE's made some big news. They also made big news on this is the biggest WrestleMania gate ever, and they haven't announced a match yet. The biggest. Did you hear that news? No. I didn't yeah, they made, they made news with it is the biggest right now. Uh, gate that WWE has ever had and not a single match has been announced. Let me go ahead and pull up that article right here. Well, I think the majority of it's going to get announced after either after or just before Royal Rumbles, generally when it happens, no? Yeah, they absolutely, because everything is the fallout from the Royal Rumble. So... Let me read you this article, and this is coming from WWE.com. Stanford, Connecticut, in addition to setting new attendance records of 101,763 fans, which led to the highest grossing event in WWE history, which was $17.3 million. Uh, WrestleMania has also broke digital and social media sales as well. Um, let me see where it tells us how much that it has grossed so far. It is an astounding uh, news about this. Did you just say $17 million? For, that was for a gate. Yes, I know. But yes. Wow. So let me pull this up here. This is going to give us a little bit more. Okay. This was coming from the LA Times. WrestleMania sets all-time record for event. WrestleMania Goes Hollywood seems to also mean WrestleMania box office big numbers. As World Wrestling Entertainment announced Monday on Twitter, WrestleMania 39 is to be held on April 1st and 2nd at SoFi Stadium. It broke the company's gate record for WrestleMania's, which was previously at $17.5 million. It is already at $18 million right now, and we are only at the 10th of January. So, there you go. But that's so a lot of that show though, that they've announced nothing, and they're already making fat stacks of cash. It's ridiculous. So, so right now, a lot of it right now is on speculation. So right now, nothing has been announced right now. Um, but WrestleMania is selling out tickets left and right. Now, the reason why people are scooping up tickets is there is a belief system that Roman Reigns will be defending against The Rock. Um, and a lot of people obviously would love to see the return of The Rock. There's also rumors that John Cena is going to be coming back as well. So th there's a lot of speculation that's happening. Now, WWE hasn't confirmed any of this. So once again, that's wrestler wrestling fans going on their own and thinking down the rabbit hole. I better get this because if this is The Rock, then how great would that be to be at WrestleMania with The Rock? So, but yeah, already $18 million at the gate. Wow. The thing is, how many more matches is The Rock going to have? Really? Well, and that's something that I keep thinking about. Why do we keep going back to the well? Why do we keep bringing The Rock back? Why do we keep bringing John Cena back? And people say, well, they're money makers, right? They're, they're needle movers. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, it's almost it's almost like that same thing that people would discredit WCW for. Oh, they're just going back to the old guys again. They're not focusing on the new guys. The problem I have is, is there that much of a demand to see Dwayne Johnson? Is there that much of a demand to see John Cena? I will say WWE fans are very cult-like. I don't know if you realize this, but they only live in the world of WWE. They don't crest over in other areas. They are 
100% born and bred WWE people. So, I don't know. Yes, yes, there is. There is that much to see The Rock and Cena. 100%. People will watch. People will watch WrestleMania because of The Rock. Might not even be wrestling fans. Maybe they've seen him in Black Adam or Jumanji or whatever. But they like him as an actor. Huh. Right. He's going to be on WrestleMania. Get a couple friends together. Maybe you're like a little bit of wrestling fans. You were wrestling fans back in the day. You know you're a fan of The Rock. You'll tune in. Yes, people will tune in. Just because he will move the needle. 100%. And Cena's not far behind him. I just find it interesting. I mean, I, I just feel like, you know, you're, you're just hot-shotting at some point. But Yep. Okay. Um, so that's the, the story of WrestleMania. The, the, another big news is the fact that there's been a lot of vignettes, and obviously Cody's been talked about tremendously recently, and there's a lot of belief that Cody's going to get the, the next big push. He's the next guy that's going to get a big push. And that he's supposed to win the Royal rumble. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if that was the case. Now, let me ask you this. When Cody does return, do you think Cody's still going to have the same amount of fanfare? Do you think he's going to have more fanfare? Or do you think at, at some point in time, too much time has passed and it'll be like, Oh, he's here again. He's going to be a little bit colder. I don't think he's going to get the same hoopla because Everything was perfect. He was coming from AEW. He had the hype. He was coming back. You know, he was going to, you know, his big things. He was going for the title. You know, all the hoopla and the hype. But he got hurt. And he's been out for a while now. About nine, ten months. So that's a long time. Right? So people will be excited when he comes back. I mean, I will be. I'm sure you will be. But, he, yeah, he definitely lost some some of the, the hype with him being gone. He can get it back, though. Cody could definitely get it back, and he will. He will. No no two ways about that, but he's not going to come in to the big shocker. However, I mean, let's be honest. So say he wins Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. When's that? Two weeks time or something like that? Roughly, so he comes yeah. back, he wins the Royal Rumble. You can't tell me you're not going to get pumped for that. Then, oh, I, think then it, I think it would be tremendously that, exciting. He's going to go from here to instantly. So a lot of that hype is going to be back pretty quickly versus if you bring him back and he's got to win some matches to where he gets thrown back into to the title pitcher. Right? That'll take, obviously will take some more time, but if you bring him back and he wins the Royal Rumble and he puts off a good performance, he does. Like, I, I don't want him coming him in at 30. Dumping three guys out and winning. No, I want him to come in at like 14, 12. He's in there for a good spell. He you know, puts on a performance and a half. And then you get that kind of heat, that hype to it. That's what I think. And then it'll be forgotten that he was gone for for 10 months because you will have the attention back. You will get the it hype. It will all be back. new again. Yep. That's what I think will happen. What do you think? Um, 
I don't think you're going to give Cody Rhodes a big fat contract like they did to bring him back in WWE without some level. And I know a lot of times in contracts, I've, I've talked to wrestlers, there isn't a necessarily a promise or a guarantee that you're going to get X, Y, and Z, but there is indications or they at least elude to, you know what, we really would like to do X, Y, and Z. So I'm sure in his contract, nothing was promised because you can't always make, you can't fulfill those promises if, if things go in a different direction. Somebody else gets super hot. You can't be like, well, sorry, we already promised it to Cody. I think he'll get a lot of adulation. I think he'll get a lot of fanfare when he comes back. But once again, I think it will cool down. Now, do I think the WWE is going to use him um, in the world title scene? I do, for the simple fact that I feel like your main players right now who are in the world title picture inside of WWE, so you've got obviously Roman Reigns, um, obviously Kevin Owens is a big deal in that one as well. Um, you've got Seth Rollins, who's obviously in, in the mix as well. So you can really extract edge from that conversation. Cause I don't for, feel like they're going to go ahead and do a whole lot with him because he's on his retirement tour, but I feel like, you know what? Cody could be someone that's new, someone that's fresh, someone that people are familiar with, but yet somebody that you can bank on being there and being stable and being a consistent pillar. And I think he will get title shots. Now, do I think it's going to happen immediately? I don't. Um, do I think that Roman is going to be champion going into WrestleMania? I don't know if he is because think about it from this perspective. So he, so not to get away from the Cody situation, but Roman reigns, if he comes into WrestleMania, the champion and let's say a lot of people say he's going to compete on both nights, right? Mm -hmm. Night one and night two, because he's universal and WWE champion. Um, you really think he's going to lose to The Rock and they're going to put the belt on The Rock? Nope. No, that's not going to happen. So you damn well know that that's either going to be a non-title, which what's the point? Where's the excitement if the title's not on the line? So it makes you believe that he's not going to have the belt when he takes on The Rock at WrestleMania. Now, the other thing is Roman Reigns is going to be taking on Kevin Owens, and that's going to be happening, I believe, at the Royal Rumble. So could the, the title potentially come off of Roman and go on to Kevin Owens? So then what is that set up for WrestleMania? Do you put the belt on Kevin Owens just to take it back off of him when you put Cody in the mix? I hope not. But that would be a damn good match. It's just too hot potato. No, I, I think it would be a great match. I think Kevin Owens and Cody would tear it down. But the point is, where do we go? Like, what, what is the process here? Like, for example, at the Royal Rumble, they took the belt off the Ultimate Warrior and he was beat by Sergeant Slaughter, right? Mm -hmm. What happened? Come WrestleMania, two months later, Hogan beats Slaughter. He's the champion. So let's see if we can use that formulaic way here. Roman has the belt. Roman gets beat by Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens is a babyface. Cody's going to be a babyface. Do you really want to do babyface, babyface for the championship? And then basically you're telling Kevin Owens you're basically a a transition champion, as they call it, right? You're you're a you're just a a placeholder at this point in time. So that kind of takes that into the consideration of well, where does that put Cody? Or if it's the WWE Championship, does Roman lose that to somebody else before WrestleMania? And if it does, who does he lose it to? And does Cody then compete for that? Because remember, the day after the Royal Rumble, the the winner of the Royal Rumble chooses 
which title he's going for for WrestleMania because it only makes sense. You got to start getting this stuff lined up fast because tickets are selling. People want to know what the hell am I paying for? Yeah, well, it's only two and a half months apart or something, three months apart, whatever it is. But you get my point. Like, what do you do with Cody? I mean, what is the biggest? Let me ask you this, but what do you think is the best matchup for Cody Rhodes? If you're putting a story, because some people, I, I shit you not, have said, you know, if Seth Rollins somehow dethrones um, Roman Reigns and then the belt goes on Seth Rollins, Seth Rollins is a heel, right? Mm-hmm. Takes on Cody for a fourth time which I think is overkill in my opinion. They've already wrestled three times. Cody's also won all three. Mm -hmm. And then Cody ends up going and beating Seth Rollins for the championship where it's heel versus baby face, which makes more sense. But then again, think about from this perspective, and I know I'm, I'm dissecting this way too far, but where does that leave Roman? Does that, does that not take some steam off of Roman? If both belts are dropped like, Oh, Roman, this unbeatable guy, all of a sudden it's, WrestleMania is coming up. He's got no belts, but we're supposed to believe it's supposed to be interesting because he's taking on the rock. Like the guy would be on a losing streak at that point in time. So he would be on the downside. Am I right? Or am I wrong? Yes, he would be on the downside, but it's still going to be, he's taken on the rock. There's no question about that. You're right. That's still going to draw. Period. So do you think they would they would push it as it's a more of a family storyline type of deal? Yeah, it would make sense. Because you gotta think, so him and The Rock have their match, non-title, whether it be Roman doesn't have any titles at that point, or it's just a non-title grudge match, something like that. No, because you have it the winner is the head of the table. Right? That that's the prize. Right. It's not- that person it runs the family, you know. So you could go that route there. That way, you could have Roman still maintain a title and still have him have his match with the Rock. You know, he he goes over the Rock. He's still got a title. He's gonna go over the Rock anyway. I mean, we we all know that. There's no way the Rock wins. Uh, I I don't think. No, am I wrong? I mean, how do you bring in The Rock for WrestleMania when everyone's going to be doing the people eyebrow, they're going to have all this hoopla, and they want to see The Rock shtick, mm-hmm. and he gets beat, and if it's, especially if it's clean? No, 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 no. You've seen you've seen how much booze Roman has gotten before. Remember in years past, mm-hmm. people despised that man because every little whip stitch he was, oh, well, he's in another title match. He's in another title picture. Um, I just, if it's, if it's a fuck finish, pardon my language, but if it is maybe, but who wants to see a screw finish at a WrestleMania? I mean, WrestleMania is supposed to be the biggest of the best one, two, three in the middle. It's the turning of a page. It's the starting of a new chapter. Um, I don't know if you want to do a screw finish like that. I, I really don't, but there's no way you can't have the rock win. You can't because he's not coming back because then you're killing your current guy. Who's going to stay with the company when the other guy's coming in for a one-time shot and leaving. Yeah. He might be back. Okay. So let's throw it out there. Okay. The rock wins. Okay. Let's just say it just for, for fun here. Uh-huh. Now, where do you go? 
I agree. Where do you go? Okay, say you have them come back, uh, do a couple Raws or a couple SmackDowns or something. You know, I don't know how you really go with the story. Well, I guess the way you're going to go with the storyline is, you know, hey, I came back, you know, uh, I'm Rocky Johnson's son. I'm the high chief's grandson. You know, I'm the head of the table. I'm, I run this family. Blah, 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 blah. Okay, you run that till the next big pay-per-view, which is, I don't know. But, okay, and then so you have him and Roman wrestle again. And Roman cheats to win. And what, Rock goes back to Hollywood? So that doesn't get you nowhere. It doesn't. It doesn't. Right, so to have him win, you can't. But you can't have him come back and be a squash. Unless it's, or I shouldn't say squash. You know it's not going to be a squash. Uh, a clean right. finish. You can't have that. Unless you're going to have it be a straight up passing of the torch. Family hugging it out and loving each other at the end. Roman turns face for the night type of thing. Okay, you know, we got some real life here. You go that route and the rock just rides off into the sunset. I, I don't know it, you could. I don't know if it's good. Because then come the next night, Roman's got to be back to being a heel. Right. Right. So last night, yeah, they look at this. We had this beautiful story. You know, the Rock and Roman cousins had this great match. Roman beat them clean. They hugged it out after. You know, the Rock said Roman's the head of the family. Okay. Now we're here Friday or Monday night, and Roman's got to be a heel again now. But I don't you know. Do you just have Heyman go on? And, oh, well, see, now this is the real head of the family. Yeah, you could go that route, but I just don't know how the story would work. No. I don't know how it would work well. Let me phrase that. I don't know how it would work well. Um. Not to throw yet another wrinkle into the plan, but The Rock has, I want to say, between five and seven movies that are going to be coming out in 2023. Um, I'm not going to go into great detail about the storylines of all of them, but I'm going to read them to you. Uh, Red One is supposed to be coming out. Uh, It is TBD as far as when it will be debuted. San Andreas 2 is going to be coming out. Uh, Doc Savage is a movie that he is going to be doing. Another movie he's going to be doing is Big Trouble in Little China, which originally was a Kurt Russell movie back in the 80s. He will also be doing The King, which many believe is going to be a um, Scorpion King uh, spinoff or something to that nature. And there are others. So I haven't named them all. However, I will say that he is going to be busy. So, But let's throw that little aspect into the, into the mix. What do you do? Let's say you do have him win the championship. This guy's busy. This guy's got stuff going on, and I'm quite sure he's not really wanting to play wrestling when he's got big $20, $30, $40 million movies he's got to be making. So we have to look at it as it's a one-off at WrestleMania. It's It's got to be a one-off. I'll throw it out there for you. It ain't happening. Rock ain't coming back, period. There's, there you there's go. no way you can make this work. There's no way you can make it work well. I agree. Without rushing it and making it seem goofy. But even then, you're rushing it. You still how what's going to be your payoff. I how agree. do you make it work to where Roman 
stays the heel character he is. He doesn't look like a, a whipping post. You know, the story makes him... I, doesn't nah, make sense. I, I don't think bringing the rock back, it'll, it'll get you a ton extra views. Oh, God, yes. Bringing the rock back. Which, at the end of the day, that's what counts. So that's right. money. Right. But what does it do to, with your product going forward? And now let's serve Vince McMahon of the situation. Yeah. It, it's just there's way too I, many pieces that are moving here. I, I don't think he's coming back. I'd love to see it. I like to, I like to rock. I just don't know how you can make it work. I know. Let's remind everyone the Royal Rumble, which will be the 36th installment, will be taking place on January 28th, 2023 in the Alamo Dome in San Antonio, Texas. So just to let you all know, that is what is going to be happening. Raw and SmackDown brands will both be represented. Um, the poster for... The Royal Rumble um, has been updated and came out again. So it has Roman Reigns on it. It has Becky Lynch. It has Brock. It has Bobby Lashley, Rhea Ripley, Bianca Belair, Kevin Owens. It also has The Miz on it. It also has Ricochet, Seth Rollins, Charlotte, uh, Finn Balor. And I'm trying to think here. I think that's Asuka. So they're all on the new poster. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. Once again, we still have plenty of time before the Royal Rumble happens, but I think things are going to start coming together in the next couple of weeks. So we talked a lot about a lot of things so far. We talked about Vince, Stephanie, Triple H. We talked about Cody, Roman Reigns. We talked about WrestleMania so far. We talked about how they're going to handle the title situation. We talked about their ticket sales. Uh, it is officially uh, the gate is at 18 million and wow. WrestleMania isn't until April the 1st and 2nd. There is so much more money that is going to be made on this. Um, I want to move on to something that I feel like is a big deal. Um, and I know the butt probably isn't that high on this whole thing, but tomorrow night, Tomorrow night, AEW, where professional wrestling lives, is they're going to be at the Kia Forum in Los Angeles. It's going to be a big show. It's a big hyped show. It'll be the second time that they've gone to the Kia Forum. There's a lot of matches that are going to be happening, but the one match in particular I think a lot of people are interested in is the women's tag team match. And there's a lot of speculation on what exactly is going to be happening. Um, I want to run down card for the Kia forum. And I want to ask you what your thoughts are and let me know if you think it is a really good card, because I then also want to talk about how AEW's ratings have been recently, because I feel like they've been putting on really good shows and it hasn't reflected in the ratings. And that's, that's, I'm kind of bothered by that. Um, but let's first talk about this. AEW Dynamite is going to be coming live from the Kia Forum on January the 11th. That's going to be happening at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time live on TBS. Uh, the Elite is going to be taking on the Death Triangle in match seven of their best of seven series, and it will be a ladder match. You're also going to be having John Moxley taking on Hangman Adam Page. Brian Danielson will be taking on Takeshita. You will also have the Jericho Appreciation Society will be in action. Big Bill will be uh, teaming with Lee Moriarty. 
versus Jungle Hook. I am not a big fan of all these like <laughs> blendings of names, but it'll be uh, Jungle Boy and Hook will be taking on uh, Big Bill, who, God, I'm trying to remember what he was, Morrissey, W. Morrissey. Yeah, uh, Yes, formerly known as Big Cass, exactly. And then finally, it's going to be Jamie Hayter and Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, uh, taking on Soraya. And if we're led to believe the interview that was given last week on Dynamite, mm -hmm. it is going to be Tony Storm. Now, I want to ask you this question. I think very few will think that's really going to be the deal. Because during the interview itself... Hikaru Shida looked very shocked that Tony Storm got picked. And we also heard a couple of references during that interview um, of the boss. Now, I know the butt's gone on record and he says, nope, I do not see uh, Mercedes Renato, formerly known as Sasha Banks, um, or Mercedes Monet coming into AEW. Um, so do you still stand by that? We do not see Mercedes uh, tomorrow night at the Kia Forum. No, she's not okay. going to be there. Well, I uh, have some number feeling. My T-shirt is two X. I'm I'm completely comfortable with that. Um, I want to throw this out at you, and I want to get your opinion. And I know we probably can't amend our bet, but oh, may maybe maybe you'll be willing. Maybe you'll be willing. If you're not, then I'm okay with that. But maybe you're willing. Okay. Mm -hmm. Currently, as of right now, Mandy Rose is not under a non-compete. None of that stuff. Since she got terminated, she's a free agent. Do you think Mandy Rose potentially could come in as the mystery partner? No. Would you allow me to either have Mandy Rose or uh, Mercedes Monet uh, as coming in? And I still qualify for the t-shirt. Either one. Is the mystery partner? Would you take that? You can say no to that. No, no, no. I, I like to gamble freely. Um, let's just okay. No, I oh, want, I want something in return. Now. Oh yes, you're gonna want something. You so this is the deal. Dog. This is how we'll do it. Okay. If I win, you give me a T-shirt of my choice. Uh huh. Pro wrestling tees. Uh huh. And one of those mystery ones for like ten bucks. Okay. That's fair. No, I'm giving you two wrestlers. So that's what I get in return when I win. So I how do okay, that's perfect. So if you do get it by some miracle, you get it right. You you get your t-shirt. I'm, I'm good for that. I'll send you your t-shirt. Do you have uh let me ask you this. Do you also have Cash App? No. Or um do you have uh Venmo or anything? PayPal. You have PayPal. Perfect. Okay, good deal. Yep. All right. So yep. All right, so we'll work it out. So right now, if you win, which means neither lady that I named comes in, you not only get a T-shirt of your choice, but you get a surprise one as well, right? Yeah, it's like a mystery box T-shirt. You don't, you just put in your size, and they send you a random T-shirt. Okay, under ten bucks or something. That's something fine. fun, you know. But if, but if I win, so if Mercedes or or Mandy or Rose shows yep. up, now okay. Just shows up on the show or has to be the tag partner? No, you got to be the tag partner. It's okay. not just you know what's gonna come on now. You know what's gonna grind my fucking gears is if the match goes on and then at the end someone steps out on the ramp. I'll be like, ah, 
Fine. Come on, I, I can only give so much for you. No, you're fair. You're fair. That's fair. All right. Um, why do you think AEW's ratings have been so low recently? That's a good question, and one to which I don't have a good answer. I make some bullshit up, but I don't know because their their shows have been good. They've been solid. They've been I'm, really I'm a week behind on them, like always, but they're good shows. I can't think of the last show they had that was ho hum. Some stuff's been not great, right? But overall, it's been solid. Rampage has really been ramped up. Um, Battle of the Belts has done better. Mm-hmm. It was up, I want to see, 19% from the last Battle of the Belts. So it's it's really interesting because I really feel like they're trying to put more emphasis on uh, Rampage, which is great. And I think Dynamite has always been super strong. But it's like, man, you have Brian Danielson and you have Moxley on these shows. And Takeshita is really good. And Ricky Starks and MJF. And, like, you've got people that are interesting to watch. And it's like, really? 800,000? Well, one of the things that's hurting is it's pretty damn hard to see Rampage here in Canada. I couldn't tell you the last time it was on that I seen it. Wow. Yeah, because it was supposed to be on TSN 4, I think it is. Okay. TSN is like a Canadian ESPN. Okay. I never see it. No. Wow. So, but you well, do get dynamite. Oh yeah, get dynamite. Okay. I mean, you're, that that's a loss there. Because it I'm is not the only so it one. Really depends. Like, hey, I mean, I'd like to watch it. See, I don't know if they're doing ratings just upon United States households, or they're doing it across the globe. Oh, it'll be I, American. I think it's just based upon American households yeah. because there has been uh, evidence that's been proven that uh, TNA had always outdrawn WWE over in Europe, TV rating wise. They would just blow them out of the water. Yeah. So I thought it was interesting. Um, I think it's going to be a great show. I don't know what's going to happen. I think this uh, ladder match is going to be great. I think Moxley Hangman is going to be good, but I think it's going to lead to something more which the major next big pay-per-view is going to be coming up in March. Um, I love what they're doing with MJF and Ricky Starks. I think that's going to continue to get really exciting. So it's, it's going to be, it's going to be neat to see what happens. Um, That kind of leads me to a tweet that I sent out and I love to get. Oh, where's this tweet? Are you pulling this up on your computer? Oh, I'm pulling it up on my phone here. Okay. So it's January the 8th, if you're wondering. January the 8th. And some hold of my on, Hold on, hold on, hold it's on. A, it's a two-part prediction. I haven't no, done WWE no, prediction. No. I got, so one of my buddies just sent me a message. I'm actually not screwing around for a change. And he is like, he's into everything wrestling related. Uh-huh. So um, Stephanie quit WWE, yes. And the rumor is Vince has sold to the Saudis. What? Yeah, to the Saudi Prince or whatever hell the guy, the crown jewel guy. The WWE is sold? That's what my buddy just sent me the message literally a minute ago. They will make it private again, so basically Vince is untouchable. Where did he say he got this from? I'm working on it right now. Okay, because I am looking everywhere I can right now to see where we can find that out. I mean, I'm assuming he's on Twitter. That is insane if that's true. If that's true, that's interesting. But right now, I'm searching everywhere. I just texted him there now, so sorry. 
I didn't mean to interrupt. I just thought that was very interrupting. That is very interesting. So we're going to have to wait right now. So right here on Tuesday night Let's at 1030. Let's get back to your god-awful ideas. So this is funny the, the, for You that. know what? You know what? I feel like I'm not getting the, the appreciation I rightfully deserve. I, I appreciate I'm a long-time podcast host, okay? I've been doing this for a while now. This is I not agree. my first trip around the lollipop stand. And for some reason, you brought me in with you. So I don't I know did what it. that's all about. Because you, my friend, you have knowledge, you have passion for the business, you really like talking about these topics, and you're a really good person. Like, I've, I've heard you on panels before, you've co-hosted shows before as well, so I thought I gotta pick the butt's brain, not the butt's butt. So, my very first prediction was, Adam Cole will come back and win the All-Atlantic Championship. Yeah, that's one I can see, I'll, I'll give you that one. Now, the re- my, my question is, sorry for that, didn't mean to interrupt you, carry on. The reason why I say that is because I feel like if you could do it, uh, a big buildup between the All-Atlantic champion and the AEW champion. I really think you could build that up really big, and I think it could be a big moment for Adam Cole. I do think Adam Cole at some point is going to become AEW champion. Possibly. Uh, breaking news, um, so my buddy said it's all over Twitter, apparently. Meltzer... Haven't confirmed it yet, but Cassidy Haynes from Body Slam has. He has broken a lot of shit over the years. <laughs> like lamps. I'm reading it exactly right off the text. So Okay. <laughs> You're such a straight-laced person. I love it. <laughs> what do you want me to do? I love it. Here we go. You said Meltzer's reporting this as well? Um, Meltzer hasn't confirmed it yet. Cassidy Haynes from Body Slam has. Okay, see what we can find here. Okay, so as we're doing this, I do not see anything from Meltzer yet. Um, oh, this is bodyslam.net, Cassidy Haynes. Oh, wow, Steve Malhausen. Sources, WWE has been sold to Saudi Arabia's public investment fund. The company will go back to being privately held. No, Unknown if Vince McMahon will return to head of creative, but it's expected by some people. Whoa, this is interesting. Oh, uh, yeah, that's what uh, Cassidy Haynes is saying, too. Vince is basically the warthog at this point. Not sure what that means. <laughs> um, you don't... <laughs> I love you, bud. That's what it's saying. I'm not really quite sure what that means. Uh, for what it's worth, he, uh, Cassie Haynes told that the Saudi, Saudi deal is done and that they're taking the company private. That was 27 minutes ago. Holy uh, crap. That's a big this, deal. This, this is, is a huge insane. Deal. And, and the butt breaks the biggest news in the history of FRM, and I'm proud of that. <laughs> and it's literally a text from my knucklehead buddy. Wow. Well, guess I got to buy him something to thank him for that. Is there any chance we could get him on right now? Uh... Give me a minute. Ah, holy snot. If this is true, folks, don't really know what to say. Okay, Saudi is trending right now on Twitter. So I'm going to read all of this to you. Um, So once again, this Steve Melhausen is the one who is breaking this news right now, along with like one or two other sources. Right now, I'm going to read this again. Saudi Arabia's public investment fund, the company will go back to being held private. Now, it's unknown if Vince McMahon will return to head of creative, but it is expected by some people. So as of right now, uh, 10.40 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on January the 10th, 2023, um, JD from New York is saying, did the Saudis just buy WWE? Question mark. Sounds like a reckless move made to further one man's agenda with absolutely no conscious thought about anyone else so he is definitely not a big fan of that i wonder if that is what had something to do with uh stephanie stepping down andrew zarian is also writing at this hour 11 minutes ago it's early morning in saudi arabia if official news comes out tonight 
expect it to be soon. Sean Ross Sapp from Fightful is saying, uh, hey guys, one of the hot rumors is that the Saudi buyers are interested in WWE. He doesn't know a whole lot other than that. Uh, Joey Janela is tweeting, I hope tomorrow that we are not only finding that Saudi the Saudis bought WWE, but also Sasha Banks doesn't debut in AEW. Okay, don't know really why he would have an issue with that. Uh, NoDQ.com. WWE is officially sold to the Saudis Public Investment Fund. So that is, and once again, Cassidy Haynes of BodySlam.net. For what it's worth, I'm told the Saudi deal is done and they're taking the company mm-hmm. private, which is what Butt said before. And, um, oh, this is fantastic. WWE sold to the Saudis, laughing my ass off. We won. And it shows Tony Khan smoking a cigar, which is clearly, <laughs> clearly not an AEW approved tweet. You um, think? I guess BLP Mikey. I don't know if that's Black Label Pro Mikey. He says, you're all reading it wrong. They aren't selling to the Saudis. They're selling to the Salvadorians. So whatever that means. Uh, Wow. Listen to this. Uh, This is from the CRT seven timeline. Uh, They're saying, well, they bought um, Ronaldo, which is the biggest player in soccer, the Saudis. And now they went after WWE. So it looks like uh, bodyslam.net is reporting it as well. Dave Schilling is reporting it as well. Jeez. Oh, Pete's. There might be something to do this Freeland. Wrestle talk news is saying WWE has reportedly been sold to Saudi Arabia's public investment fund and the company will be once again going private. Interesting. Uh, Jimmy Van is tweeting at this hour, whether the WWE Saudi deal is official by the time Sean Ross Sapp and I do the list at Ya Boy at 3 p.m. on Wednesday or not, we'll talk about it. On the surface, it seems like it's good for the shareholders who should get a good return on their investment, but bad for almost everyone else. Now, I do want to mention that uh, Vince McMahon, when he came back, he said that he was going to give Nick Khan um, a very large chunk of what he said. I would have, I would give you what the TV rights deal was worth if I sell the company. Um, some people are writing in on Twitter right now. Will NBC even want to have WWE on their channel now? You go, you also, guys, here's something you got to keep in mind. WWE being in relationship with the Saudis. You know what I'm trying to say. The journalist. The Washington Times journalist. It's Jamal Khashoggi. Uh, close. How do you spell that? It is uh, K-H-A-S-H-O-G-G-I. Oh, so take a look at that as I continue to talk. Um, many believe that he was the journalist. I want to say for it was the Washington Times, Washington Post, Washington Post that criticized the crown prince and the government over there. And evidently he went back and then he was never seen again. And they denied having anything to do with his disappearance. But, um, yeah, video camera showed him going into the, I guess the Capitol and never coming back out. Uh, according to Wikipedia, and Wikipedia never lies, um, he went into the Saudi consulate in Istanbul, Jesus, on October 2nd of 2018 with the Saudi government, allegedly at the behest of the Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salam, and he was assassinated. See, they didn't talk about that on TSN, so I didn't see it. Uh, JD from New York says, if this is true, WWE just sold its rich history and library to people who don't give a flying fuck about anything. Start appreciating Tony Khan after this. Vince and those who has surrounded himself with gave up caring years ago. Maybe this is the saddest day in their existence. Maybe that's why Stephanie stepped down. So here's my next question. Um, 
would would WWE people still run it, even though they don't own it? Well, yeah, I imagine Prince. I mean, he's not a wrestling promoter, but then again, he owns it, so I mean, he can do whatever he wants at this point. You you saw the matches that he likes to have. He gets a, he has a lot of say. So I guess they're going back to rehot a lot. Did your boy get back to you? He's just uh, hold on. He says he's just going to bed, but he'll gladly join us next week if we want. Oh, my God. We're getting hot-shotted by a dude going to bed? All right. Fair well, enough. But what do you think hey, about this, man? He gave, gave us the breaking news. I mean, come on. This is a big deal. You should call him right now and put him on speakerphone and be like, get your ass out of bed, pal. No, I don't want his, his, his girlfriend to beat me up. I'm good. I don't want to get beat up by her. Do you think they're still going to leave it on Peacock, or you think that's even in question? No, see, we don't have Peacock. Peacock here, so is Peacock? It's a bird. Shut up, Freeland. We have peacocks. <laughs> yes. Uh, so is it? What is Peacock? Is it just the WWE Network, or is no, it like well, other stuff? So, so what it is? It's uh, NBC has their own streaming platform, much like Paramount has their own, and. Amazon Prime. Well, well, NBC has their own. It's called the Peacock Network. And amongst all their things is WWE. So, okay. um, wow, he didn't mess around if this is legit. I mean, there's, there could be a lot of negative press to this. Well, but some sponsors are not going to be happy. N- with the Saudis? No way. Absolutely yeah, no that's, way. That's not a good PR move. No, I mean, if Vince is getting paid, like, hey, I'm getting paid. I'm going to fuck. I, I'm just curious on how much the deal was, was done. Oh, it's got to be stupid. A billion dollars, something dumb. Well, WWE was valued. Let me find this one out. WWE. I want to say WWE was worth 100. Doesn't make any sense. Uh, in 2022, they were um, valued around $5 billion. Five billion yes B. and however this is down from its peak when it was worth seven billion back in 2018 slash 2019 obviously right before the pandemic hit yeah but still i mean shit that's a lot of money the old billion with a b right but i, mean, I would know i have a i'd have a bigger pickup truck if i had that money that we truck sh- that i showed you wouldn't be getting the job done we should have been live tonight, I tell you what. Oh, my God. All right. This is big news. We're going to be coming back to this before the end of the show so we can get some good information here. But let's go back right now. Let's uh, let's not get our panties in a wad here. Um, let's go back to my tweet about okay. my predictions. You know what? And I just lost where I just had it because I was scrolling with all this Saudi stuff. My oh, time. Okay. So I want you to read me because it was a two-parter. It was. So the first one is Cole wins the All-Atlantic title. I think Cole comes back, and I think he gets a big push, and I think he ends up winning the All-Atlantic championship. I think, and he's going to carry it with prestige. He's going to bring it back to where it needs to be. All right, what was my prediction, too? Uh, Matt Maynard and Angelo Parker win the tag titles. Yes, absolutely. 2.0. They're currently part of the Jericho Appreciation Society. I absolutely believe in them. Their character work is spot on. Their in work is spot on. They've been with the company since day one. They originally were called the Nasty Boys 2.0 when they had all that. You remember that spray painted outfits? Mm -hmm. Dude, I really believe in these guys and they put their time in. And they have been a part of, um, what, two Jericho groups. So now at this point in time, I think it's time for them to get a an opportunity. And I definitely at some point in time in 2023 see them winning the tag titles. What's your take on this? I see it. That's That one's I don't think is far-fetched. Um, well, just with the, the tag division, there's only a couple tag teams in it. And you're going to need to give more people a little bit of attention. So, yeah. 
Oh, I'll drink that Kool-Aid. All right, perfect. So what's my next prediction? So, so far, you don't disagree with me. I like well, that. not yet. Well, here now. Uh, we're, we're getting there, right. okay? Okay. Uh, Tony Khan introduces the women's tag team championships. Yes. And uh, I agree, 100%. That's going to happen. I, I do. I feel like Tony, one of Tony's big focuses is that he realizes the women's division is something he needs to put a lot of focus and attention into. I mean, the Brits, the Jamie haters, obviously, and some of the people that aren't being on TV right now. Um, Chris Statlander, was. everybody knows if you've been reading the dirt sheets, was scheduled for a big push. However, she got injured. You know, we haven't seen a lot of Layla Hirsch recently. Um, we haven't seen any of, um, oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. I'm, I'm blanking here. Um, she's the yoga teacher and, um, she, com she comes out in the kimono. Um, they call her the professor. Oh my God. Serena Deeb. I just said that. Do you not listen? I couldn't hear you. There's my wife. Uh, Serena Deeb also as well. And you know what? Who I really, really like. I don't know if, how you feel about them. The renegade twins. Have you seen these girls? I have seen them, yes. Wow. Yeah. I really think these girls are talented. And if they don't get signed, I'm telling you, it, that's a crime on pro wrestling because they are freaking great yeah. in the ring. Um, I think every week they're going to see Jade Cargill. Repeat that again. Yet every week we have to see Jade Cargill. Listen, I'm not a Jade Cargill fan. That's why I think it would be great if you had somebody come in and... Anybody. I'm, I'm just saying, like, okay, right now... Who do you think, if you were going to take the belt off of Jade, who do you think you would do it with of the current roster? Would you have Britt? It'd be fun. Britt's a good champion. Britt's a great champion. Fantastic. Or do you think you would go with someone else? Would you go with a, um, oh my God, I'm trying to think of that person and I can't. Um, sky Blue. Something like that. No, give stop it. Somebody, it. it Don't somebody, even say Sky somebody Blue. Completely new. Give it to somebody else new. I'm going to talk to you about that uh, after we're done. Not Sky Blue. Sky Blue's been pushed way too hard in so many profiled matches right now, and I she think it's just good. It it's too fast, too soon, in my opinion. Red Velvet. Nope. Like, are you saying no to that? I'm 100 saying no to that. Okay. All right. Well, we uh, agree to disagree, but um, <laughs> like every Tuesday night. Uh -huh. So we'll, we'll see what happens with that. But the tag team belts, I definitely think he's going to introduce. What was my next prediction? Uh, trios champion, Brody, Malachi, and Buddy. Oh, shit. Really? That's not a prediction. That's a given. That's... No. Stop. Stop. No, no. poo-poo on my prediction. I am going to poo-poo on your prediction because Stevie Wonder could see that coming. <laughs> oh, that's a given. That's, no, that's a given. Okay, I'm, and the reason why I say it is because, once again, I feel like it's a group of people who I don't want to – I hate to use the word underutilized, but, I mean, I, I think it's a fair assessment. And I feel like they have been with the company, and they deserve to get that push, that recognition. I agree so. they do, but that's – you can see that coming a mile away. That's All right, that's so I'm not the wrestling savant I thought I was. Well, All right, You fine. are. You just – you're just wrong sometimes. And I'm here to let you know when you are. And I definitely realize that. That's what makes me much. a good co-host. You're right. You're absolutely right. You got to have that counterbalance, right? Yeah. Now, What's your next one is wrong. What's my next prediction? Sasha Banks is coming to AEW. Now, okay. Now, when you say she's in AEW, are we talking in the next three months, six months, nine months? When she's in, is she signed there? Or is she just making a shot here, a shot there? 
exactly what do you mean? Uh, when she shows up on a on a TV show, I'm not saying she has to have any type of con. I don't know what contracts would be. She shows up. She's on TBS in an AEW ring. There it is. Once, just once is all it takes. That's all it takes. Okay, I still think you're wrong. I, I don't see her coming. I don't. That's fine. No, you you are entitled to no, your I'm, opinion. And no, even and though your opinion is wrong as well. Yeah, yeah, I hear that every day. I'm sure I'll hear it 15 minutes after we end this podcast. I don't even need to say nothing. She'll just tell me I'm wrong before I speak. Oh gosh. Um, next, next one. Next one. Stark's man. Stark man Jones wins AEW title. Yep. Yep. Is that a duh one or? Mm, no, but is it is one I'm in 100% agreement with you. Okay, good. Uh, him and MJF are going to have a fantastic feud, and he's going to take the belt from MJF. So you think when MJF does lose the belt, it'll be to Ricky? Yes. Okay, fair enough. Yep, that's what I think is going to happen. Fair enough. You? Well, how do you how do you see that shaking out? I don't necessarily know how it's going to work out. I don't know if, if Ricky's going to be the guy who takes the belt off of MJF. All I know is I feel like Ricky's going to get a shot, and he's going to win the championship. Mm-hmm. Now... If it's from MJF or not, I don't know how that's exactly going to work out. Um, it would make the most sense if it was, but then again, you got to think of this perspective. How long are you going to have them feud because you just put the belt on MJF? So you want to have at least, I would say at least a year run with the title before a person has their second run. Does that make sense? Yeah, fair. I'll give you that one. So Okay. Uh, real Britt Baker feuds with Jamie Hader. That needs to happen. That needs to freaking happen. I I think we have wanted them to break up for forever in a day, and they have never given it to us. And I think this needs to happen because I think even though Jamie's over and she's the champion, tell me if I'm tell me if you agree with me. She needs that signature win over Britt Baker to say I'm on Britt's level. Yep, hundred percent. Britt, I think, is the top of the heap for the women's AEW division. I think she's, you know, she's what you judge everybody by. I, I, I firmly believe that. Now, my question with that feud is, what happens to Rebel? Wait, it was like a custody battle? Has it become a Dominic thing again? <laughs> well, I didn't think quite that. But is, does she stay with Britt? Does she turn on Britt too? Her and Jamie? <sighs> I don't know. I feel like she's going to be conflicted. I feel like she's the Miss Elizabeth at WrestleMania 5 with Macho and Hogan. She doesn't know what corner to stand in because she's friends with both. And maybe she just goes on her own. I'd have to see that. I want to see her wrestle. And then maybe maybe she goes away for a while, comes back repackaged. You know what I mean? Give it some time to die down. Rebel comes back. She's her own person. Okay. Not a bad take. Uh, The Young Bucks feud with the guns. I would love to see that. It could be fun. I'm not sure it's going to happen. I think the guns are also future tag team champions. Future as in? Future AEW tag team champions. How far are we talking? I'm not necessarily saying in 2023, but I think they'll definitely hold the titles. Dude, they are really hot right now. Oh, they are. I agree. 100%. I agree. So, well, um, I'm not sure if I see that that feud happening right now. I Because I, I just, well, the guns are still into with FTR. Correct. That's still going. And the Bucks are still in. They're doing the trios. Right. Then again, that that ends tomorrow night, correct? Possibly, but you don't know where that could go. Except that could open up a lot of doors too. And here's a question: trios. What happens tomorrow night ends in a time limit draw, or something happens and it's like a no contest, and the the elite don't get the trios? Would that be a screwing the fans over type of deal? Oh no, you got to end the storyline soon. Their matches are great. But just the seven matches now. True. We, we, you know, something more has got. We we have to move forward a little bit. 
just keeping this same three-on-three going. No, you, you got to move forward. Uh, they can't end it in a in a in a timeline draw. No, because who does it help? It, it it essentially just ends your your championship, your your seven match series to no winner. So I would feel at that point that you got to go back to a tournament again or something because there's no winner or loser. It's just it's moot. Mm-hmm. So I don't know about that. There's no payoff to that. Nobody's going to get excited. You'd probably be a bit surly over that, wouldn't you? Like I'd be a yeah, bit pissy. because there was no there, like there was no payoff. No, so I don't think that would be the answer. Who is it going to be though? Not that that's on your list, but you got me thinking. Is it um, the elite or death triangle? So I, I don't know. That's it's going to be a damn good match either way. I agree. If there's no fan watching, providing there's a winner, loses because that's Correct. going to be a fantastic match. But there I has agree. to be a payoff. One team has to beat the other one. So, uh, sorry, and sorry to get back to the Bucks and Guns. I don't see that happening this year. Uh, That's I just, fair. I don't think that will. It could. It'd be fun. I mean, it'd, it'd be real good. Just not sure it's there yet. Right. Uh, next one we have Kenny Omega, most overrated wrestler in history oh my god i am about to cut this show off (laughs) yes you are the most redunculous i'm not even buying your shirt at this point if you trash yes you are uh he's gonna feud with will osprey in aew i think it would be good i mean i think they had um the united empire versus the elites and i thought that was really really good and I think the match that they end up having at Wrestle Kingdom, which if people have not seen that Wrestle Kingdom match, it's really good. Like, it is solid. Um, and I know he gets a lot of grief, Meltzer, uh, out of a five-star rating. I think he gave it 6.25 stars. It was that good. Like, people are saying, if you haven't seen this match, this match could be the match of the year. Very well. And it's only January. Have you seen it? Yes. No. And I'm not saying because I like Kenny. Um, it was yeah. fast paced. Here's what I like fast paced, great moves. It wasn't dull. All the stuff that they did, all the spots that they did were good. They used the um, props, whatever you want to call them, the tables around the ring, very useful. There was great trash talking that was happening inside the ring as well. It just told a great story. So, for those of you who aren't super familiar with this, Kenny Omega left New Japan Pro Wrestling four years ago, obviously with the Bucks and Cody. So many people believe that New Japan Pro Wrestling was in a really, really weird situation. Like their main guys are gone. What's going to happen? Well, Will Ospreay, who is the Rev Pro Champion over in the UK, ended up coming over to New Japan, signed a contract. He became the United States Champion. I mean, he's he's been he's been the new Kenny, if you will. Over in New Japan. He's been killing it. He's been doing his thing. Well now Kenny comes back. And it's the old guard versus the new guard. You know. Almost Mm -hmm. like Rock versus Hogan. You know. What's going to happen here. Old lion, new lion. And it was a great story. It was a great match. It was really interesting. Like I said. If you follow the story. And you follow what's happened between the two guys. Like you saw. Did you see the interaction that they both had? Um, when they were both in AEW on Dynamite when they had that uh, trios match. Yes. Did you also hear uh, what Kenny said when uh, Dynamite went off the air to Will Ospreay? Mm, I don't think so. So, so good. Um, I'm going to try to pull that clip up, but I also want to say this. I was really offended, and I'm not like offended very often, but Jim Cornette said that 
Kenny Omega, Will Ospreay would not be on a WrestleMania card or could not uh, headline a WrestleMania. You're insane. Roman Reigns is not that great of a pro wrestler. He's not. Um, So if you're trying to tell me that Kenny, who he obviously has a vendetta against, and Will Ospreay can't headline a WrestleMania, but you're losing your freaking mind when it comes to a Logan Paul? Like, it doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, they absolutely could headlight a WrestleMania and crush it. Uh, Yes. Now, to Cornette is, he's a wrestling promoter. And they wrestled. Trust me, they wrestled. Yeah, but it was, generally speaking, I haven't seen it, so please correct me if I'm wrong. But I envision it being a lot of spots, a lot of high spots. And as Somewhere. a rule, Cornette doesn't fancy that. Okay. He, he generally poo-poos on that. Okay. He's he's more of a, you know, well, when he had his Smoky Mountain Wrestling, it was very ground-based wrestling. Catch-as-catch-can type of thing. Right. So I think he just, it's the style. Cornette hates that style of wrestling, I think. So, yeah, it could be a 500 star match. Cornette's still not going to like it because he is not a fan of that kind of wrestling. All right, I have a clip here. I want to play this clip for you. Okay. Okay, this is really good. And once again, if you've not seen the story between Kenny Omega and Will Ospreay, you need to see it. But I'm going to play this clip. There's a little length to it. They both go off on each other. And these are good promos they're cutting on each other. I mean, really, really good. So let me play this. Give me one second. And we'll be ready to go. All right, hold on one second. Here we go. Come on, pause. All right. All right, I'm going to play this. And I want you to reflect on it after it is over. It's a few minutes long, so let's take a listen. Now that we're off the air, thanks everyone for coming down tonight. And please give our friends from New Japan a wonderful AEW welcome. Now I'm going to do something very special that perhaps I shouldn't. Don't make me regret it. But because you guys are the guests, and you guys won the main event, these people are peace of your minds. Tell these people how you feel. Thank these people for giving us their time tonight. Now that you guys are in the big leagues, that's just one of your daily duties. See if you can handle responsibility well. Hopefully you can handle it a little better than uh, filling my shoes in New Japan. Man, I didn't know the cleaner was a puss. Bruv, filling your shoes, the way I see things, it's the short time that I've been in New Japan. I've done everything you've done and more, you fragile little bitch. Mate, Kenny Omega was wearing a damn t-shirt when he came back. What's the matter, bruv? I did that little belly 
of yours. And the app's gone, brother. Is that what it is? Look at you, bruv. Covered in tape. I just did a G1. Went to the final. Another five stars, bruv. 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 Well, I've been working. Well, I've been working. You've been sitting down again. The young bucks will wipe your ass for you, brother. Face it. Face it. You guys have built a wonderful empire here, but it wouldn't be as good because you're inviting me to come over here, mate. Money where your mouth is. Next week, United Empire versus the Elite. Hey, uh, Will, since we're going to play a little bit of hardball, and since there's absolutely no way anyone's going to see or hear any of this, you want to talk about doing everything that I've done except doing more of it and sooner? Well, that could be true, except the only difference is I did it in front of full, sold-out crowds, and you did a G1 final in front of, what, 3,000 people? After the hardships that I faced to give people like you an opportunity, Will, you'd think that maybe you'd be able to do a little more with it. And one man's opinion doesn't really mean much to me, Will, because none of these people know any of your matches. None of these people even know you. I introduced them to you. I introduced them to you. Yeah, a lot like I introduced you to the heavyweight scene in New Japan. I never got one thank you from you, Will. I never, not even one. And here you are, talking a whole lot of shit in front of all these people. Thinking you're a real tough guy, huh? Because you wrestled five matches in five days on a couple of indies and a couple of the lower card New Japan guys. And yeah, you lost to Okada. Big deal. I've lost to Okada too, but I've also beaten Okada in the biggest stage of them all. Something you can never do, Will. And guess what? That match that I'm talking about, Will, that's the one everyone calls the best one of all time. Something that no one says about your matches. In fact, no one can even remember your matches, Will. The biggest... <laughs> yes. Look at this child. You see, Will, I gave you the impossible task of filling my shoes. But maybe I shouldn't have given you a pair of shoes when you still haven't grown out of your diapers. <laughs> but hey, Will, I appreciate you, man. No heat. Zero. I gotta do it myself. I must bid each and every one of you at you. So until next time, and next time it's gonna be next week. And boy, it's gonna be a busy week because not only are we gonna win the semis, but we're taking this whole thing home, Mother Father. <laughs> goodbye, little Willie and Ozzy Open. Mwah! And good night. Bang! <laughs> 
so that was uh, pretty good. That was pretty freaking awesome. That doing? was pretty freaking awesome. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Um, uh, well, I tell you what, we will go through the rest of uh, my predictions. How about we hold till next week? How about we do that? Let's do it. You want to do it now? No, we'll do it next week. We'll do it next week. We'll hold off the rest of my predictions until next week. We're going to give, you know what we're going to do because I'm a fair person. I'm a kind person. I'm a good person. We're going to give Butt a chance to digest some of the greatest mind that I've just given everyone. And I'm going to have the Buttster create his own. So next week, Butt, let me tell you something. Between you and me, I want you to see if you can come up with the best predictions of 2023. And you know, I don't care what promotion you pick. I just want to make sure you pick something that's going to be creative, innovative, and exciting, and not something that everyone else has done before, but something unique that you think. And I want you to back it up because you may think some of my predictions are wholehearted, and you may think some of my predictions are just easy and gimmies. You know what? I want you to give me solid ones, ones that you think that only you believe in and that you can foretell are going to happen. And if not then I'm going to chew you up just like you chewed me up this week. But if not, if you're able to give me some good predictions, then I will tip my hat to you, my friend, and I will allow you to be on the level that I am of foreseeing wrestling booking. So, my friend, you're on warning. You got seven days to get it together. Well, well, you got seven days, but also in that seven days, you'll be making some purchases for me as well. So, you know what, when it comes to this segment, good night. I'll be waiting. Prediction number one is two new t-shirts for the butt. You know what? This is what I love about it. It's competition. It's exciting. It's fun. That's what the FRM brand is all about. Guys, we have fun. We joke. We tease each other. We actually went ahead and brought you some late-breaking news. We talked about WWE, AEW. Uh, we, te- we teased a little bit about the MLW action figures. We'll talk more about that next week as well. But if there's anything that you're interested in, please want to continue this conversation with us online. You can either hit me up on social media. I'm at Mike, M-I-K-E. F-R-E-L-A-N-D. You can hit up the butt. What is your Twitter handle, butt? At gotnoof2291, G-O-T-N-E-W-F-2291. And if you have anything that you're interested in wanting to have commissioned by the butt, woodwork, this, that, toys, but where can people go ahead and get a hold of you if they would like to find out more about uh, your woodworking business? Yeah, you can follow me on Facebook, CB79, Wooden Toy Maker. Well, it's a small little thing. You know, I do old school toys like I have when I was a kid. Stuff it's we're not talking your Walmart toys that you're going to throw away in six months' time. This stuff is made to last all out of hardwood. You know, I do it all myself. I don't source nothing out. It's all done by hand. I mean, my shop is literally right under this office here. So, yeah, it's all done by hand, one at a time. No mass producing. I don't have a CNC machine. I do it all myself. It's all meant to last. It's quality stuff, you guys. Once again, check it out. And uh, once again, on Facebook, where can they go? CB79 Wooden Toy Maker. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. Go ahead and support him. We love supporting businesses. And if you have a small business that you would like for us to mention or give a shout out to, hit me up with a DM. I'd love to, to do that. It's always an important thing to continue to uh, represent the community that is wrestling fans as well. Because you know what? When one succeeds, we all succeed. 
Um, anything else in closing you would like to throw out there, Butster? No. Well, things are good. Life is good. I hope you and Meg are doing well. And uh, I just get good to each other. Well, for my executive producer, The Rit, for my co-host, The Butt, I am Mike Freeland. Continue enjoying our podcast. Remember, you can get it free anywhere fine podcasts are made available. MLWRadio.com, Stitcher, iTunes, FM Player, you name it, and we are available to you. Also, I do want to let you know I am hosting the AAW, if you're a big fan of Chicago-style wrestling. AAW is one of the premier independent wrestling promotions in the United States. I go ahead and I host their podcast as well. You can follow me uh, and AAW on YouTube as well. You can follow them on Twitter as well. It's AAW Pro on all forms of social media, which is Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all those types of things, even on YouTube as well. Love to see you when I discuss AAW Chicago-style wrestling. If you're a fan, love to have you there as well. So, for, once again, the writ for the butt, I am Mike Freeland. I will catch you on the next episode of the Front Row Material Brand. My name is Mike Freeland, and if you're looking for an exciting wrestling podcast to add to your library, then look no further than the Front Row Material Brand. Each and every week, I sit down with some of the most exciting superstars in the world of wrestling, from upcoming stars in the indies to dedicated veterans of the squared circle. I also host a daily podcast called Headlines, which gives you the updated information on all your favorite superstars in all your favorite promotions, giving you not only the backstage look, but also what are the industry experts saying about things. And finally, join myself and my executive producer, The Rit, where we talk about everything in the world of professional wrestling all across the landscape, from storylines to interviews to what's happening and what we think is going to be happening the next time you turn on your TV. Don't miss it. It's the Front Row Material brand brought to you by the MLW Radio Network. The ruler.